right. As you can probably figure out, a lot of stuff up here is temporary. Um, speakers, there's no projectors. Hopefully projectors will be in next week is what we're hoping. And a lot of changes, like I said, will be up here when you come back next week. But if you have your Bibles, turn to Ephesians chapter 4. We'll eventually get there. It's going to take a couple minutes. Um, let's pray. We thank you, Lord, for all the testimonies that we heard and confirmation of, of all that we already have been taught and know about you. Pray as we talk about a difficult topic that you'll speak to our hearts and help us to have the desire to change and to please you in Christ's name. Amen. I have a close friend, his name is Mike. He's been my friend for almost 30 years, and I just saw him right around Mother's Day. I went to see my mom, then drove to Memphis to see Mike, and uh, it was good to see him. He, he's 65, one of my closest friends in all the world. And uh, what I like about Mike, and no, I'm not doing the I like Mike thing or whatever, but uh, what I like about Mike is that he always finds a way to bring every conversation around to the Lord and the Bible. But he does it in such an encouraging way. As a matter of fact, in 30 years, and I'm 13 years as his junior, something like that, um, I've been the object of, of rebukes from him on several occasions. And that's the kind of friendship we have. And I, I love him that he's willing to do that. If he, if he disagrees with your opinion, uh, you many times won't even know that uh, he disagrees with you because he understands that his opinion of a certain world event really doesn't even matter. Um, but if he does engage you in your opinion of a world event or something like that, he always does it in such a way that he engages in dialogue and asking questions and has a good conversation. In social media, he has never had a derogatory post against a person, a people group, or somebody who, who believes the way that um, they do. He never takes up a cause or campaign or anything like that. Why am I telling you about Mike, my 65-year-old friend? Because I find this fascinating about him. This man who, he's never been in ministry, but he continually is being sought out by young men in ministry who are in their 30s, and in their 40s, and he spends his life uh, meeting with young men. He has Bible studies with young men, in, most of them in some sort of ministry somehow. They just, they love him, and these millennials and things. Why don't they seek out somebody who's a younger man in ministry? I think the answer to that is found in Ephesians chapter 4, because Mike preaches or practices uh, what Paul teaches in Ephesians 4. And so if you look in uh, verse number 1, I want you to see something about what Paul does. Now, if you know Ephesians and you know Paul, he spends the first three chapters talking about the glories of our salvation. And then he gets to application. Chapter 4 is the very first application of all the doctrine. And he says this. He says, I therefore, prisoner of the Lord urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called. So there's the blanket application. How do we do that? With all humility and gentleness, with patience, 
bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Now, as, as Michelle was talking about, Christ prayed for unity because he knew that our tendency would not be to be unified. And Paul here is enjoining them to be eager to maintain that bond of unity because he knows that that's not a natural state of humanity. Young men love to be around my friend Mike because he practices Paul's teaching in Ephesians 4, most particularly, I believe, in the end of the chapter. So go down to verse uh, 29. Look at what he says. He says, this is more application of how we can be unified. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption so our speech can grieve the Holy Spirit. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. This is the way that everyone should conduct their conversations. That is the kind of community that normal people want to be part of. Okay, I realize that there's some that don't want to be part of that kind of community. I know... Um, I have spent the better part of three months grieving the conversation of believers on social media. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I, I've rewritten this short devotion three times, trying to figure out the best way to deliver this. Instead of practicing love in the way they speak to one another, they sound more like Proverbs 29, 11, which says, A fool gives full vent to his spirit but a wise man holds it back. Christians became fools in the way they spoke. They vented. Another verse along the same lines is Proverbs 18.2. A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. Right? Yeah, I know. Somebody acts foolish when they make assumptions about another person and their motives. A person acts foolishly when they throw out memes or quick judgmental statements or slogans without any regard to how another believer thinks or, or uh, processes something. There, there may have been um, um, genuine conversation among some people, but it's in, in very short supply. I'll, I'll let you in on a little secret. You want to know a little secret? Don't tell the elders I told you this. But did you know that we have different opinions about masks, about coronavirus, about Black Lives Matter? Again, don't tell them I told you this, okay? But we have genuine love and respect with one another on these issues and we have conversations. I'll tell you another little secret. Did you know that our staff doesn't even agree on these issues? I know it's hard to believe that they haven't come around to the genius of my opinion, but they haven't. We, we disagree on a lot of these matters, but I believe that among our staff, there's a genuine concern for how somebody else thinks, and there's not a belittling, belittling of opinion. There's a genuine trying to understand how another person thinks. 
We are to communicate in a manner that is worthy of the calling by which we are called. What are we called? Children of God, right? We're, we're people of another country, right? We're aliens here. We are to communicate in a way that shows our eagerness to maintain the unity of the Spirit. So before we share a snarky meme, we should ask if there are other believers in the assembly who would be object of that ridicule, unless they're Packers fans. That's, and maybe some Steelers fans, but we won't go there, all right? Um, ridicule Packers fans all you want. That's, that's okay, it's in the Greek. But before we question the intelligence of people who believe differently, ask ourselves if we have engaged in conversation to try to understand their opinions. Before we take up a cause, a social cause or whatever else, we should ask ourselves, are we going to be divisive among the body of Jesus Christ by taking up this political, social, or whatever other cause it happens to be. The writer of Proverbs leaves us with guidance that if we followed, we would glorify Christ. Listen to what he says. I love these words. Now, I'm gonna, can I say this? I fall far short of this. I know this. And you can point that out in my life, and I'll thank you for it. But I'm trying. You ready? A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in a setting of silver. Like a gold ring or an ornament of gold is a wise reprover to a listening ear. Like the cold of snow in the time of harvest is a faithful messenger to those who send him. He refreshes the souls of his masters. May we, Providence Bible Church, be a people who refresh the souls of those who hear us when we communicate person to person on the phone and please by all means in social media as well. The principles of scripture don't stop at our keyboards or on our phones. They continue as well. I love you guys and I know this is not the message you came to hear but it's an important one that we be, we be reminded of Let's pray, and then we're going to sing one more song and be dismissed. Lord, we thank you for Jesus Christ. We, we thank you for these wonderful testimonies that we heard. You are not bound by coronavirus or quarantines or lockdowns. As a matter of fact, um, I heard testimonies from people who uh, were able to get the word out in a greater way because of the lockdown. Lord, you are so mighty. I pray, though, that we will display love for one another, that we will um, work to the best of our ability to honor you and to love one another in the way that we communicate. We love you, Lord, and we're here to tell you that this morning in Christ's name. Amen.